What's up, guys? Before we jump into the show, we're excited to tell you about some game-changing coffee. Strava Craft Coffee is a CBD-enriched Java that has really changed lives. Their reviews are incredible, so make sure you check them out, because what you'll see is that this CBD-infused coffee has taken away long-term migraines, back pain, arthritis, IBS. It's helped decrease anxiety. Whatever it is, you name it, CBD is an all-natural and non-psychoactive ingredient, and the coffee is rich and tasty. Check it out for yourself today and receive 20% off when you use the code BSN2019 at checkout, and you'll get it shipped straight to your door. Let's make podcast magic. Welcome into the BSN Broncos podcast presented by The Green Solution. The Green Solution has 17 Colorado locations and an express checkout to get you in and out as fast as possible. Go on to mygreensolution.com and use the code BSN20 for 20% off your entire purchase. How you doing, Zach? I'm doing fantastic. I'm doing better than the guys next to us. There's some weird noises coming from the booth next to us right now. You know, that's their thing. <laughs> and just make loud, weird noises. <laughs> Loud, weird noises. That's Brett Kane's thing. I think we have that thing as well. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, Yesterday's practice, an interesting one, I I found. Um, You kind of start to get an idea, in my opinion, of how they're trying to work around these injuries. In your estimation, what did you learn in that regard? Alexander Johnson. He's, He's actually kind of taking over that inside linebacker spot. At least that's what yesterday gave the idea of because typically uh, since all these linebackers have been out, it's a new set of linebackers every single period. And then not only was Alexander Johnson the only inside linebacker that stayed with the first team the entire day after practice, uh, Vic Fangio comes out and singles him out. He says Alexander, or he calls him A.J. Johnson, has improved a lot. And I'm curious today, if he's out there again, then that is going to speak volumes to how they view this backup spot. Yeah, it's uh, it's I, I think it's Sharpie time for old A.J. Johnson. Yep. Are we allowed to call him A.J. again? I like that better. Coach calls him A.J., but he doesn't want to be called A.J. Maybe we have to revisit this with him. Because <laughs> uh, A.J. is way better. Makes and him sound like a better player. What if he says, no, it's Alexander, then do we correct Coach next time he's on the booth? Coach, Coach, no. <laughs> no, you're wrong. I'm sure he'll take fine to that. I can't believe PR didn't tell you about this, but Coach, it's it's Alexander. Coach, Coach, you've got it all wrong. <laughs> Patrick, what are you doing? <laughs> Death by details. <laughs> uh, great episode of Bachelor in Paradise last night. Ah, a little bip. Yeah, a little BIP. Really, uh, really had me locked in. I thought so. That. So it was better. They stepped their game up. They did. Yeah. Episode one, eh. Episode two, <laughs> solid. Episode three, they're locked in now. Wow. Producers are in a groove. Wow. Left a nice tease going into tonight's uh, festivities. So if producers are in a groove, then you agree it is written. It is scripted. They're they're writing it well. Everything that happens in the Bachelor franchise is one hundred percent real. 
and it's full of love. It's all love. It's all love and happiness and juicy, juicy drama. You know what? I would have watched BIP yesterday, but I got thrown off. Since since I'm new to this Hard Knocks game, I thought it was Mondays. And I, I thought that's too. why you dropped that article yesterday, and I thought that's why yesterday. Because I just thought it was Mondays. So I, I was just, you know... Sitting in front of the TV for two hours, waiting for Hard Knocks to come on. Well, maybe you should have just looked at the TV, guy. I actually didn't sit in front of it. I'm sure you didn't. <laughs> uh, yeah, I actually thought it was on last night, too. I forgot that it's Tuesdays. I remembered that last week I had to watch B.I.P. and Hard Knocks on the same night. It was, it was a difficult uh, marathon. Uh, yeah, I feel bad for you. Three hours of television is, is tough to uh, pull <laughs> off. But, uh, yeah, it's tonight. Of real non-scripted television, don't, don't forget to add. Well, actually, I, I talked to Shelby Harris yesterday, and he doesn't uh, think it's all real. Right, yeah, I was, I was joking. Neither of those shows. Well, honestly, here, here's the thing, is, like, you're not going to convince, like, real, like, it's not like you could convince Vic Fangio to be fake, you know? You like, can convince John Gruden to be fake. Well, John Gruden's always <laughs> fake. But it's not like this is season one. They've been right. doing this for years, so I don't think it's fake. Uh, I don't. The only thing that I thought was scripted about episode one uh, of Hard Knocks was that speech that Gruden gave about like dreams and nightmares. I feel like every speech he gives feels fake. Well, that's just him. But what I'm saying is like that one was actually scripted. I think. I think they were like, "Hey, we need you to like have an awesome speech on the first day of camp." Um, it's not fake. It's just cut in a way and edited in a way so that. The drama is overplayed. Do you know, do coaches, players, maybe some coaches, some players, executives get paid by Hard Knocks to do this? Because, I mean, they are making money off of them. Uh, I think the team gets some sort of money out of it. I wonder if the team divides it up. I don't think you can get, like, a Hard Knocks bonus as Why? a player. Why not? Uh, probably because of the salary cap. Why not a coach? Maybe, like, maybe a coach can. Because Hard Knocks is forced upon you. Yep. So it's not like it would be an unfair advantage. Well, you can actually accept hard knocks. So the teams that are, like, non-exempt are just the most likely candidates. But this year, the hard knocks' first target, apparently, reportedly, was the Jets. They really wanted the Jets. But the Jets had an exempt, had two exemption cards. So they were able to say no, and they have an exemption. Right, but then it can be forced but on those other teams. But then it can be forced. There right. are five teams this year that it could be forced exactly. on. Exactly, exactly. So, I mean, it wouldn't be I, – I don't think that would be unfair. If something's forced on you, you might as well get a benefit. Yeah, but it's almost like a punishment for, like, having a team that sucks with a coach that's been there for a while. Then Hard Knocks has the best gig around. They don't have to pay their actors. I think they just have to pay the team. And then so it's just Mark Davis. Yeah, probably. <laughs> well, that's how, that's how this all works in life. I think they probably give a little bonus to John Gruden, and then he plays along with it. I think there's pro I, I wouldn't be surprised by that. Wouldn't be surprised by that. Uh, anyway, so I did write an article about this. I wanted to know, and I'll give you my opinion on this in a second. I wanted to know if the players felt there could be anything gained from a football perspective from watching their week one opponent. Remember, this isn't like I'm not asking about week six where they're like, we're trying to focus on ourselves in week one. I want to know if there's anything to be gained on their week one opponent by watching this show. And Zach, from a X's and O's pure football perspective, every guy said unequivocally no. Surprise you? It did surprise me. Because something as small as the snap count was picked up by J.J. Watt back in 2012, and I wrote about that in the article. 
And I just think, if this is your week one opponent, and you have a chance to get an inside look at everything they're doing, I would be watching so religiously and taking little notes on literally anything. And when I say literally anything, that's what I got down to the two guys who told me there's one little, little thing they can take away from this. I'll let you guys read that in the article. But I am shocked, and I think they are wrong to say you can't get anything from a football perspective. I think they're being closed-minded, and most of them said, no, 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 if we want to learn anything about them from a football perspective, we'll just watch film. I'm talking about, like, intricate little details, uh, little things about the uh, relationships between Derek Carr and his receivers, any little, little thing. You know, I was joking with you yesterday. I'm like, well, maybe, like, Derek Carr doesn't like when people whisper in his ear, and that comes out. Like, wouldn't you be whispering in his ear all game long? Like, just little things like that. I think, especially when it's your week one opponent, you should be you should be taking notes. I agree with you. I completely agree because, Ryan, what's the worst thing that comes from this? You waste an hour of your life? Well, maybe... You don't waste it. It's still entertaining. Maybe, well, in terms of true football, maybe Vic Fangio truly doesn't have an hour to waste, but we know that he is watching NFL Network late at night laying in bed, watching, watching old games, and if he's not getting anything from those old games, which he may be, then it could be worth his while to watch this, but here's where I say but, Ryan. I finished the first episode yesterday. I expect there to be more juice, there to be... Uh, more football on the field in the coming episodes I didn't learn a single thing that I could use against the Oakland Raiders in the first episode now again I expect that to change but I I don't think there was a single single thing that that I could take from just the first episode all right that's our homework watch tonight uh tonight is the joint practices episode they do joint practices with Sean McVay and the Los Angeles Rams and everyone this is everyone that watches hard knocks homework so leave it in the comments or you and i will dangerous proposition uh all these people are already going to comment anyway keep it short um come back with one to five things that you think would be beneficial to the broncos from watching hard knocks ryan i'm being attacked by bugs over I think one just flew in my mouth. Jeez, man. I know. One just hit me in the nose when you were talking. Another one. some water? <laughs> I think I'll be okay. Thank you. Um, it, now, I would expect with these joint practices that something comes out. Uh, uh, even if it's a small thing, like Von Miller noticed in the Super Bowl with how a player lines up, something small like that, I do expect there to be takeaways. But after watching one episode in my life, I can say that after one episode... I have to agree with the players. I do expect that to change. But you didn't watch it from that scope. I think when you watch it from that scope, you'll have a different eye on things. I could go back and watch it, and you could as well. That first episode was just all about storytelling. And what, two guys they followed have been cut already, or at least one of the guys has been cut? And, you know, it's it's A.B. Uh, introducing himself to Richie Incognito. Maybe this, sec- ah, this second episode probably won't have a lot of A.B. stuff. Uh, better. But didn't it happen too recently? No, I guess he's been gone. I think they're really going to focus, and I think people are going to be pissed about this. They're really going to focus on the joint practice part because there's a lot of juice between John Gruden and and Sean McVay. Here's the thing. If they don't have some Antonio Brown juice on this episode, they're about to get killed. I totally agree. So a produce, the, the, the executive producer there either had a great week full of drama or they were too they weren't able to crack inside of this and if that's the case 
they're in big trouble. It hurts since AB's not even there. As long as they can follow him and be in his hotel room. Now, I know they were, uh, in the first episode, they were with him in Miami. uh, So maybe they're able to follow that as well. That's going to be interesting. All right, that's that's. Wait, the so what's your guess? My my guess is it's not as juicy in terms of the AB stuff as people want. I bet you they get. You're not going to get like inside video of AB like freaking out about his helmet, but I bet you they get a converse a, a good juicy conversation between Mike Mayock and and John Gruden regarding AB. That wouldn't be juicy enough. It's just one little conversation. Here's do do you, do we think we see the painted helmet? Oh, my God, I hope so. (laughs) Like, if they were truly on top of things, they would have been with Antonio Brown when he brought, like, his Steelers helmet to some, like, car painting place. I just have to imagine it's like, looks so janky. I know. I imagine he did it. It has, like, a (laughs) store-bought sticker on it. The lines are so crooked. Oh, that'd be incredible. All right, bringing it back to the Broncos here. Speaking of wide receivers, are do you have something to talk about? Go for it. Manuel Sanders, speaking of diva wide receivers, um, obviously, clearly not as much of a diva as Antonio Brown. But, Ryan, we learned something new about Emmanuel yesterday that is just so freaking incredible about Emmanuel. He had a second surgery in the offseason on his other ankle, a tightrope procedure. Which, Are we supposed to pretend like we know what, what the F that means? Uh, I have no idea what it means, but but I kind of know what the procedure is meant for. It's not it, it, What it does is it helps ankles either recover faster or it just helps them get back to like 100% or close to 100% after having ankle injuries and problems. I no idea what type rope means. There's some drilling involved. Sounds disgusting. Um, but he had this on his other ankle. From the Achilles, he had it one month after um, after that, and we, we found this out from Mike Kliss yesterday. Incredible. Incredible. Let me just ask you something, Zach. You tweeted out a quote from Emmanuel Sanders. He said something along the lines of he had to crawl up and down the stairs. Tell, I'll just ask you straight <laughs> up. I'm not going to make it a leading question. Do you believe him? No. Okay. <laughs> Do you? Hell no. I don't believe that for a second. I know that uh, everyone. I know I have that friend. Yeah. I have that friend who, yeah. like, sprains their big toe and and tells me about you know how bad it was and I couldn't walk. Would it be crazy to call that friend a diva? A hundred percent a diva. A hundred percent a diva. Um, or like. They sprain their ankle and show up to school in crutches the next day. Yeah, all right. <laughs> I'm like, dude, get the hell out of here. So, anyways, I don't believe that for one second. Nope. Also, like, you're Emmanuel Sanders. What do you need to go up and down stairs for? If, you're, <laughs> if you just had double foot ankle surgery and you can't walk, isn't someone doing the going up and down the stairs for you? What if your bed's upstairs? You sleep on the couch. <laughs> you, you get one of those... um. Uh, house lift thing. Yes, yes. <laughs> for old people, there you just sit on the little chair, press the button, it takes you right up. <laughs> or I think you probably have a bedroom on the first floor. I, I just, I no way. When I no. picture that, I imagine it being like a murder movie, and someone was just stabbed like seven times, and like trying to crawl up to get their Ooh. phone. Have you ever seen um, 
Ooh, I think it's House of Wax. Definitely or not. Or maybe it's another one, but a guy gets his Achilles sliced. I've seen that in a horror movie before, and that... I don't like my collarbones being touched, so I'm definitely afraid of, like... Yeah, I could not... I don't I don't even like touch... You're touching them right now. That freaks me out. So I don't even like touching my own collarbones. So co- breaking my collarbone scares me, and also anything with Achilles. What's you, your you, deal you with your collarbone? You grab my Achilles, you touch the Achilles. Ugh. It's the worst, so that... What is, what's ugh. the collarbone thing? I don't know. So you're I telling me it. if I came up behind you and gave you a little... Oh, yeah, that's not happening. Gave you a little <laughs> shoulder squeeze? I'll just I'll slide down in my chair. Oh, my God. <laughs> that's weird. Uh, I don't really like when people pat me on the back. <laughs> okay. Okay. Like, aggressively. Okay. Okay. Like, if you just come up and you gave me, like, a little tap-tap... <laughs> Finger tap, just a little finger yeah, tap. Yeah, I'm all right. Okay. If you're like, "What up, bro?" and like <laughs> smack my back, I'm gonna be kind of mad. I'm gonna be kind of mad. Um, yeah. So, anyways, it, it is kind of crazy that he went through all that, and now he's back at like a hundred percent, like a hundred and ten percent. But it really killed the whole thing for me when I read that quote that you tweeted out. <laughs> so I'm just like, nope. Well, and then video I, or it didn't happen. I'll, I'll play. I'll play on your route even more right now. Tua, my guy Tua Tungavalova, have that. What's his name again? (laughs) (laughs) Sped through it. Tua, I'm trying to say it right this time. Tungavailoa. I believe it's Tagavailoa. It's tongue, which is which is what I realized last year. And it's it's so weird because that it seems so wrong. You want to know something weird that's been happening to me? What? I know that Theo Riddick's name is Theo Riddick, but sometimes when I go to say it, it just comes out Riddick. And it's really annoying. You have, you have my. I, I passed it on to you. Yeah, I spread you it. Some contagious <laughs> garbage going on. Um, but Tua had the surgery last year after he had that ankle um, sprain in November. I want to say in one of their final games, and then he had that, and then played. What would that be? Six weeks later. So that shows you how you know major it is, or or not major it is. It's just so incredible that. He had both ankles worked on and looks like he does out here because that was honestly the major takeaway from both of us yesterday, Ryan, was Emmanuel Sanders is so freaking good and so important to this offense. And Joe Flacco's not just his best friend, but his one and only. Speaking of one and only, I think we've reached the point where there is one and only number two quarterback for this team. Uh, yesterday, second day in a row in which Drew Locke got almost all of the number two reps, uh, and he did well with them. He had one throw that was an eye-popper. Uh, it was a crossing route. He was rolling right. There was a crossing route coming towards him. He lobbed it just enough over the hands of an out, uh, of a linebacker right into the arms of the receiver, and it's just like, man, this guy does it. At, at He has the lows. Remember we used to always say, like, Paxton Lynch has the best throw of the day and the worst throw of the day? Yep. Drew Locke has, like, the best ten throws of the day and then sometimes the worst throw yeah, of the day. Yeah, it's not even consistently the the worst throws every single day. And, Ryan, people are going to be surprised with how comfortable Joe Flacco looks on the move uh, during the season. He's going to be put on the move a lot. People are going to be surprised at, at, at how comfortable he looks. Drew Locke on the move. It's a thing of beauty. 
It is a thing of beauty uh, with how fast he looks, how quick he looks, but then you realize he, he's still, he's not a running quarterback, but he looks so comfortable, so fast, such a weapon, and then the way he throws the ball on the move is just exceptional. Yeah, it's been really impressive to see him develop. Um, I know there's a commenter who mentioned this, but it's fresh on my mind, so sorry, I'm going to say it right now, and then we'll just talk about it later, too. Um, there was the Brian Baldinger uh, breakdown on Twitter of Drew's game, and you know he admits in there, I'm only focusing on the positives, but um, when he breaks it down, and you see, like he mentions there, he had 10 good throws in the preseason game. 10 really plus throws. That's so nice to see. And, and obviously we saw it live. But when you watch the breakdown and, and it's just one after another, after another, after another, it really gives you hope about this kid. It really, really does. And the Broncos are realizing that. They're saying enough is enough with this hoagie show. And I fully... Ryan, what, what has to happen for Drew Locke not to be the backup on Monday night? What has to happen for... Uh, nothing can happen. Are they are they still just going to do semantics, though, and put Kevin as the two for one more game? I know we, we're both going to say they shouldn't, but will they? Who's the number two on Monday night? Drew. It has to be. A for sure. After practice. There's no reason to flip-flop now. Make the move. Have Kevin have have Drew Locke be the second quarterback, and you know what? Brett Rippon's been the third quarterback the the past two practices as well. Have him be the third. Yep. And then let's say this isn't going to happen, and I still wouldn't even do this. But let's say Drew falls flat on his face the next four weeks. Then that's when you have a conversation about okay, should we keep Kevin Hogan around? But that that's not going to happen. No. I mean, I'm talking like he comes out with, with the second unit and has 10 dropbacks, four sacks, two picks, and a fumble. I mean, that that's how bad we're talking. Otherwise, Drew Locke is a second quarterback, and I expect this team to carry two quarterbacks this year. All right, anything else that we need to cover from yesterday's practice? Those are the big things. Uh, one thing I did want to mention is I, t I saw them involve Philip Lindsay in the passing game quite a bit more. Um, just a little thing, you know, obviously with Theo Riddick out, they are going to have to count on Phil more in that regard. I noticed that he was getting that. And then I think George Aston um, has more work to do than we think he did. Mm. I don't – I think, you know, everyone kind of just assumes fullback, you just go in there and hit some people. He was lost on a few plays. Mm. So – New fullback in town, or can you see an offense without Andy Janovich for a week or two? I can see that. Welcome. In fact, I'm starting to count on that as <laughs> that possibility. Yeah, yeah. And uh, speaking of not very good, Ryan, more snap issues yesterday. At least half the snaps in shotgun were not okay. They, they weren't as bad as they've been in the past where it turns into turnovers, but at Joe Flacco's knees or below. And when Joe Flacco has to catch a ball low, he immediately just throws it to, to the quick slant. Maybe there's even, I mean, it seems like there's almost a a hot route in place. When there's a low snap, a receiver just does the, the quickest, shortest route to get open uh, because that's immediately what Joe Flacco does. He wants nothing to do with, with potential rush coming in his face. Uh, so that was a step back 
because he was almost taking the RK plan of uh, just be good the last week at camp. And then he had a, a setback, a pretty big setback yesterday. Definitely has to really get that honed in. I just it just it cannot happen. But I, I'm very confident that they're not they don't have a plan B. <laughs> There's no plan B. So I think it would be miraculous if we don't see that become a problem in the regular season. Yes, it would be because we saw it last year too. Ah, brutal, brutal. Uh, got a tweet this morning from let me see if I can find it from uh, Mark. Tippins. He said, does anyone know if I can get Breck Brew in the UK? I know I got, I know some of our small independent breweries in the UK export to the U, uh, US, so hopefully it works in reverse. Need the strawberry sky as Ryan Konigsberg does such a great job of selling it. Go Broncos. Do you have an answer? I don't. No. But you can always use the Breck Beer Locator. Yes. And uh, I'm not sure if it even stretches that far, but yeah, I really hope for your case you don't look it up and it says, like, closest one, 1,100 miles. Closest one, South Florida. <laughs> Is that, would that be the closest? Probably point? Maine, New York, Boston. 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 Okay. Well, hopefully you find it because Breckenridge beers are, well, damn good beers. Uh, you've got Vanilla Porter, Avalanche Ale, Strawberry Sky, my personal favorite, and many, many, many more. Um, they're also just dropping the uh, the Colorado Core, which I tried on Saturday. This is something they're calling, I think, a cider ale. It's like in between a cider and a beer. Oh, that's perfect. I kind of thought it reminded me of like, and and, and maybe this is not the best description. Some people might not think this sounds good. It was great. It's a mix of like cider, beer, and champagne. It kind of had the dryness Ooh, of champagne yeah, with the bubbles. Uh, but really easy drinking, you know, sipping beverage for a concert venue. So what's our bubble level are we talking here, Ryan? Are we talking like champagne level bubbles or are we talking beer level bubbles? If it's an ale, it's probably the beer, right? On the tongue, it felt like champagne level bubbles, oh. but it didn't look Ooh. like it in the, in the, in the vessel. That sounds amazing. Yeah. I'm excited for this one to, uh, to drop. It's real good. They just, you can't go wrong. It's it's drop after drop after they they're just dripping, drop after drop of damn good beers. And Ryan, let's get to the listener questions. But first, let me tell you about Green Mountain Dental Group. As you guys may or may not know, taking care of your teeth is pretty important. Our friends at Green Mountain Dental Group are giving away a free Sonicare when you schedule a cleaning, X-ray, and exam. That's right. You simply have to take care of your teeth for Green Mountain Dental to hand you over a free Sonicare. So check them out today or online. Call 303-988-0711. That's 303-988-0711 to schedule your appointment today and keep those teeth looking damn good. Mm, damn good teeth. <laughs> <laughs> sounds good. <laughs> uh, from Willie Thomas. Starting the questions here, he says, have you guys seen Brian Baldinger's breakdown of Drew Locke's game? It's very encouraging to see some national coverage give Drew a vote of confidence. I didn't realize how many drops Drew had. Definitely a step in the right direction. I want to see more reps with the twos and the ones. And Drew had tons of, or at least two drops in game one as well. And one of them by David Williams would have turned into a huge play. Uh, the drops are terrible on, on every level except for Emmanuel Sanders. If I was a coach, I would have scripted it the way that it's happened. I would have wanted Drew Locke to struggle on the Hall of Fame game. 
go and have a good week of practice, and then come out in the next game and uh, improve mightily. I completely agree. And just keep going up from there. Next one coming in from Broncos Square. He says, hey, gang, you got me. Got him. Longtime listener, new subscriber. I had to join with the training camp promotion. You guys are damn good hosts, and Zach has a damn good laugh. Damn good giggles. <laughs> I'm a recent Boise State grad, hence the Broncos Squared name. Gotcha. Now I'm reconsidering the name since Rippin is likely going to the practice squad. I'm thinking the new name should be Drippy Leg Vic. Ew. Since your comment about his sweat rolling down his leg a week ago. Don't so, do that. Wow. Definitely don't do that. <laughs> Before my question, I recall you guys talking about a local ice cream place in Colorado and merging it with Breck Brewery or whatever it, you guys talked about. Anyways, it reminded me about a place here in Boise, Idaho that made beer and cider floats that were paired with different ice cream flavors. Some ice cream flavors being infused with beer or wine already. Wow. My girlfriend tried a cider float and loved it. Maybe a thought if you guys could rope that together. Love that thought. I'll bring it to uh, my connection. Can you imagine like a strawberry sky float with like some vanilla ice cream in oh, there? Some vanilla bean ice cream. So good. That is amazing. My also, question just it's one of those things though. It doesn't like that everyone always wants to make an alcoholic version of something that's already amazing. Right. It doesn't need to. Like you don't need boozy slushies. Right. Your slushies are too good on their own. You don't need to mess with them. Mm, the boozy slushies can, can hit the spot. I don't know. I You know, I talked about drinking for a purpose the other day. <laughs> and that's kind of how I feel about this. It's like, you know what? I'd rather just take a shot and then have a Slurpee on the side. But why not combine them? Because the Slurpees are already so good. Don't mess them up with alcohol. Ever had tequila rose? Rose, you mean? No. Tequila rose. Oh, no. I'm about to show you the best thing of your life. What is it? Oh, my God. It's it's amazing. It's this liqueur that's tequila that tastes like a milkshake. It has nothing to do with what we're really talking about. It just popped in my mind. Milkshakes, another thing. <laughs> Don't need booze in them. I agree. I agree. No, no, no booze in my milkshake. So, like, while I do think a strawberry sky float would be good, it wouldn't be as good as a root beer float. Right. Which actually, in my opinion, isn't as good as a Coke float. Oh, my God. You and your Coke is, is disgusting. But have you ever had... A cream. Oh, like a, uh, a cream soda float? Yes. Yeah, that's probably the best. That can't be beat. Cream soda It's about is as incredible. sweet as you can get, too. Cream soda is so oh, good. Cream soda is always underrated. I haven't had any of these things that we're oh, talking about in either. literal years. And it's 9 a.m., and I could go for all of them right now. Absolutely. Under the questions, he says, I have two. Is diagnosing defenses a critical skill when evaluating rookies, or is that an acquired NFL skill? I'll have to say, in my rookie year in Madden franchise, <laughs> QB1 mode, I was struggling to uh, diagnose defenses. But last night, I had a game where I went 25 of 27 for 400 yards and four TDs oh, my gosh. against the Falcons. Oh, um, my gosh. I, everything they were doing, I knew what they were doing before they even did it. Wow. Did they fire Dan Quinn after the game? I don't know, but the Dan Quinn like, look-alike thing in the game has it looks like he's wearing like three pairs of shoulder pads <laughs> like his he's so broad it's really weird uh i would say it's both hey, you definitely develop that in the nfl and but you can tell if some guys have it or some guys don't coming out second question how do you guys think drew Locke is doing in diagnosing defenses uh, better he did better in the last game i think um there's a lot of times where he is is prone to getting tricked and that's when you see him throwing these interceptions in practice. Uh, it's just it's like one of those things that 
you can't be locked in before the play. If you think you know the defense and then you think you know the route that's going to succeed against the defense, you still need to confirm that that's the defense they're running. And I think a lot of Vic Fangio's style is to make you think one thing is coming and give you something else. And that's how you create a lot of turnovers. But as a rookie, you just don't see it as quick. Exactly. He finishes and says, one of my favorite parts of this podcast is every time you guys mention new subscribers and new partnerships with your local Colorado businesses. It's amazing to listen on the daily how much you guys are growing into a humongous Broncos family. Love this pod and love the content. Thanks, guys. Sorry for the long con comment. Hey, if you subscribe, first comment, it, for, forget the character count. So yeah. thank you so much, Broncos Squared. I have to say, like, that comment specifically, uh, just talking about how big this community has gotten, I had, like, a weird moment where I thought about that this morning where I literally just remembered sitting with Brandon in, like, a divey Mexican restaurant uh, off of 38th, I think, and him asking me to move from Buffs to Broncos and just where we were in our Broncos coverage at that moment to where we are now is is mind-blowing. And, and it's all because of you guys. When I was hired, I thought about this this morning randomly, too. It was in a uh, divey Mexican restaurant off Federal. <laughs> we like our divey Mexican restaurants. Uh, we always joke that like if there's a book or a, a series about the, the building of BSN, They'll have to be like a big shout out to just random restaurants, <laughs> like massive shout out to McCoy's Diner off of Federal. Like, yeah. Brandon and I have had many business meetings inside there. It's yeah. kind of, it's part of the brand now. Right, exactly. <laughs> and that's like another cool, like we'd rather do that than go to like Benihana or something. Right, exactly. Because we're local, support local. Right, and... We, that's a little too expensive for us. <laughs> Next one coming in from Kirk Smith 44 He says, hey, guys, after listening yesterday about keeping a roster spot for Janovich, I remembered a ringer NFL pod I listened to. They talked about the new direction of the NFL was 12 personnel where the second tight end can be a hybrid blocking slash receiving tight end and who is able to play fullback if needed. This also helped create mismatches for defenses with the second tight end. Shouldn't that be the direction we go instead of holding a roster spot for a fullback for two to four weeks if he can't play? Also, okay, that that's the first question. Um, yeah, I think that's what they're going to end up doing. Here's the thing, though. I just don't know how much they'll actually use Troy Fumagalli, Jeff Hireman as a fullback because it, there's only three weeks, three or four weeks to prepare for that. So I just think you'll see you know, not as much fullback used. You won't, but you'll see the little like uh, H-back style plays where they come in motion and go into the backfield and then they're the lead blocker. How about Noah Fant doing that and then peeling out? A yeah, pass. a little sprint route. Yeah. I like that. I do as well. He says, also, I got a Philip Lindsay in the seventh round of a 12-team fantasy draft with a 74th pick. Am I missing something about his fantasy value? Dude was a beast last year and should only get better, right? Yeah. Um, there's a lot of idiots out there. <laughs> and one idiotic thing that's going around right now is, like, fantasy. I'm putting experts in, in air quotes are saying, like, oh, it's going to be a balanced load. Uh, like Royce, like Royce Freeman kills F Philip Lindsay's value, and I'm just like, ah, you're doing that thing that many people have done throughout the life of Philip Lindsay, which is not realizing that once he gets on the field, you just can't keep him off of it. I wouldn't take him in the first round, though. Well, no, you're not taking him in the first round, but you're not taking him in the seventh. I mean, a Pro Bowl running back—that's not crazy to say first round. Mm, I, unless you're expecting him to take a leap, which I'm not expecting him to take a leap. I'm expecting him to 
put out a duplicate with some more with some more pass catching. Um, but if you're taking a, a running back at the first round, you want them to be the offense. Right, of course, yeah, yeah. That that's why I'm saying he's not he's not that, but he's way better than seventh round. Also, Emmanuel Sanders is a very good play. I think he's going to be a very good value for a lot of people. Yeah, and and it's not. I'm not saying that Royce Freeman isn't going to get involved, but people are trying to tell me it's going to be like a 50-50 split in t- in terms of touches. I just know how it works. It will not work like that. So what? What are you saying? 80-20? Because I think it's going to be pretty balanced. Uh, no, I think like 60-40. 65. Okay. 65-35. Yeah, and that's – he's going to put up points, but it, not a first-round guy. No, it's like a second to fourth. Yep, totally agree. Totally agree. Next one from Blue Ragu says, this seems like it may not be true anymore, but in the old days we always called oh, it ultimate. Mi- you never see you, – since you do it on your phone, you're not seeing the breaks. No, it's because it's it's not – See, oh, it is I like do. that. I see your reply style thing. Got here. it. So okay. Came, well, he starts s- off and says, kind of skipped a couple. I did? Yeah. Next oh, one's from Lone Star Bronco. <laughs> he says, hey, guys, I'm actually about five and a half hours northwest of Austin in Odessa. So kind of a trek, but if I'm ever in the area, I'll give a shout. Do you see the Broncos targeting O-line after the final cut? Surely there's someone out there getting cut that is better than the Broncos' seventh O-lineman. No. Nope. No, they wouldn't be cutting him if if another team was going to pick him up instantly and love them and have them be a starter. There are the the rare situations of like a Ty Sambrilo where the Broncos have no value in him, get rid of or want to get rid of him and there's a team like the Falcons out there that says like he is a lot better than what we have, so we're willing to trade you something for him. Right, and he would have been on the team if the trade didn't happen. It's not like the Broncos are going to cut him. Maybe. By the way, I met um, uh, Ty Sambrado's dad in Canton. Oh, awesome. And uh, he was really, really chill. He, I was wearing a buff shirt. No surprise there. And he's like, you're a buff? I'm like, yeah. And he's like, me too, and pounded it, which I never knew that about Ty Sambrado's dad. And I was like, bro, how did you let Ty go to CSU? And he told me the whole story, which wow. was what kind of what I expected, which was that CSU was more interested in him. Yeah. See, you messed up there. Not the only time that's ever happened. Iceman chimes in and says, Hey, boys, just saying I'm a transplant Virginia Bronco fan. I have to say, more Allie and Lindsay. Enjoyed you guys trying to figure out the final 53 three weeks ago early. Thanks. Probably no questions until after the game a week from now. Go Broncos. And Mr. Freeze chimes in and says, I'm proud of how short your comment is. See, nice. I, I picked it up. I picked it up on the phone. You did. Good job. Next one's from Buff Stuffalo. Says, Hey, team, I played Frisbee throughout college. And love when you bring up anything Ultimate related. I also got into enough Frisbee related shenanigans to know that the disc is even bigger than you think. It holds about four and a half cans of beer. That doesn't sound Ooh. right. I don't think so. Unless it you were like drinking a lot more beer than you thought. Yeah, I mean, uh, the way I felt, I, I, that wouldn't shock me. Sounds like a good time to apply Ryan's insight about adding ice to make it go down easier. One beer frisbee on the rocks, please. <laughs> and Blue Ragu chimes in and says, This seems like it may not be true anymore, but in the old days we always called it ultimate, not frisbee. Awesome game. Ryan, how's your forehand throw? Do you have a hammer? So people who play the game call it ultimate and don't like when people call it frisbee. On this podcast, I've just been calling it that because I don't know if everyone knows what I'm talking about if I just say I was playing ultimate. Well, isn't the full name ultimate frisbee? 
No, that's a uh, that's a that's a common misconception. So the the game is ultimate. The game is just called ultimate, and people that play it don't even call a frisbee a frisbee; they call it a disc. Oh my gosh, you guys and your talk about just hipster life right there. It is such a good game, like, and when you see it played at the highest level, it is extremely entertaining. Like, if you uh, sometimes they have like the finals of like the World Cup on ESPN too. Watch it, and you'll be blown away at the type of athletic stuff that goes on on that field. <laughs> yeah, I bet. Uh, anyways, he asked, how's my forehand? I was a handler, so my forehand's pretty solid. And I, I do have a hammer. I'm, I wouldn't call it a – I wouldn't count on it, but I can throw it. <laughs> Next one coming in from BSN, balls out. All right. That could be taken tons of ways. RK and Zach, you did it. You broke my freeloading will. You got me with your pitch. Ladies and gentlemen, we got him. You got me with your pitch. Don't be a Jake. Also, my name is also Jake. Jake. What do you think about replacing the got him with saying yad him? It doesn't make sense in this context, but I I, I do say that sometimes Just when sound? Isaac Adam gets a pass break. <laughs> yep, it sounds like it sounds like it. He says, "I like you guys too much for hunger strikes nonsense." Further questions slash comments will be brief. Ryan, when I uh, read this one, this is the day. This was the hunger strike day. This today, was the deadline. Today so was the hunger strike. Maybe, Let me just go check and maybe see. You can calculate what where we're at when I read this. Well, he says. I'm a fan born and raised. Parents lived in Denver during the beginning of the Elway era, but raised me a Broncos fan in Raleigh, North Carolina. I went to NCSU during the Russell Wilson years and hate to see him tear up the Broncos every time. Three years ago, my wife and I moved to San Diego. I just hit dirty 30, and my wife just gave birth to our first little Bronco fan, Cohen, two weeks ago. Congratulations. Wow, is he named after me? <laughs> Maybe. If either of you guys are ever coming to San Diego, let's meet up. Does any of our SoCal community know any good Bronco bars or meetups in San Diego? I'm sure someone does. On the free shirt, can I use a discount toward the homegrown hoodie instead? Always looking for good hoodies, but frequently the arms are too short and to torso is too baggy, especially from NFL.com. Do you guys have the same problem? Does this seem like one that would fit well, or am I better off with the shirt? Never had that problem. Um, but I'm pretty sure you can use your code on the hoodie. I just don't think you'll hey. get it, the whole thing for free. Right, right. And, yes, I have so many problems with hoodies. Really? Not, not fitting right. Yeah, the waist is always too big. It's got to fit me snug. Well, yeah, I can see why that would happen. <laughs> he says, finally, a Broncos question. Who do you think is the most intelligent player on the team this year and why? And also, who's the funniest? Real quick, we want we need we said we needed to break the record by today. Yep. Or else we'd go on a hunger strike. We have broken the record by 18 subscriptions. Ooh, let's get it to what? 500 by the end of today. I wanna. I wanna double the record. <laughs> let's do it. So how many is that? We need like a hundred more. Okay, let's do it by the end of tonight. All right. Midnight, midnight. Help us out, guys. He says, keep up the awesome coverage. Go Broncos. Jake, okay, funniest player on the team and smartest. Smartest player on the team. Football smart is what we're talking? I think so, yeah. It's either Chris Harris Jr. I'm going Chris Harris Jr. I'm going Chris as well. So, so smart. Funniest? I'm going to go kind of goofiest route. Will Parks. Stay yeah, in the secondary room. definitely like most entertaining. Right. <laughs> yeah. uh, I'm trying to think who has like legitimate jokes. 
<laughs> Our guy MFL. Matt Lacoste was pretty funny. <laughs> I don't know if I've met anyone uh, on this team who has like legit jokes. Vic came in and all the funny went out. You know, actually, who, Vic's kind of funny. Vic, Vic actually is the funniest <laughs> for sure, yeah. hands down the funniest. Yeah, um, most enjoyable to talk to for me so far, and I'm not. Uh, remember, I never covered this guy, but Joan Winfrey, he is like a a beam of sunshine. Yeah, he's like a ball of energy. Yep. Next one coming in from Bronco Born, Bronco Bread. It says, what's up, y'all? I work at a beer garden in Dallas, Texas, and was wondering if y'all could find out if Breck Brews would distribute here. Hearing y'all talk about Strawberry Sky makes me want to get it on tap. Sadly, I had to watch the last game on the Seattle broadcast, and it was awful. Didn't even acknowledge Drew's dime of all dimes to Fumagalli. Also, this was a random question, I thought, but would Riddick be a potential for returner when healthy? Maybe, maybe. Um, just I feel like everyone needs to accept the fact that the Broncos are going to suck in their return game this year, as they all, as they always do. Like, I'm serious. Yeah, it's they're not going to be good. What have you seen? To zero say, things. Zero. Zero things. There you go. I have not seen one glimmer of hope from one player that tells me they might be a playmaker in the in the return game. Okay, that's enough. Put put your orange tinted glasses back on. <laughs> <laughs> I'm telling you, they will suck in the return game. <laughs> yes. Tom McMahon's like 15 feet away from me. <laughs> Is he giving us the Drew look yet? No, no, but I, I just want everyone to know that. There will be no big returns. No, no. Hopefully just no bad plays. Yes, the best thing you can hope for is no fumbles. <laughs> Don't shoot yourself in the foot. Next one from BC Bronco says, just needed to jump in here and say once again what a fantastic job y'all are doing over there at BSN. I just started to listen to the Rocky Spot as well, and it's freaking dope. It's hard to believe it's included in the Broncos camp deal. Best $35 I've ever spent. Only question today I had for you is about Breck beers. First, does Breckenridge does. <laughs> oh, does Breckenridge make any non-alcoholic brews for us who've hung up our cleats in the adult beverage game? Well, I like that question. Respect to you all for that. Absolutely. Um, I don't know. I'm trying. I'm trying to think of all of my. So I don't know. I don't think so. Yeah. But I. I think if they did, it probably wouldn't be um, in the forefront of their marketing department. So I can't say for sure or not. When we go there next, we'll be sure to find out for you. I do know there's a non-alcoholic cores. And it has the best looking can of any of them. The gold can? Yep. What the, what you, you get the, isn't it a waterfall on it? Yes. I think there's a wa picture of a waterfall on it. It's by far the best. It's black and gold, and it's a great looking can. Oh, I haven't seen the black one. Well, no, it just has like black accents okay, on it. Okay, okay. Yeah, of course you would like that. Two, any idea if you can get Breckenridge Brewery products here in BC, Connecticut? Canada. 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 Um, use the locator. Yep. Three. Retired from just, Mr. B. You literally just can Google Breck Brew Locator. There we go. That'll be the first thing. Three. Retired from Mr. B. Had to say it. Thanks as always, gents. Another pod? Pod will make the nine and a half hour driving home tomorrow on the last leg of the family road trip. Oh, have to add my wife darn near busted a gut when she Make sure you emphasize that G. <laughs> <laughs> busted a gut when she heard some of the bachelor bachelorette talk as she knows how much i loathe those shows anyone who says they loathe those shows is faking it 
Mm. Or they've never given it a chance. Like when I was in high school, I remember it was like cool to hate country music. And so uh, me, someone who hadn't even listened to country music, just also... Actually, I hadn't listened since I was a small child because my mom liked it. I just said I hated country music because that was like a thing that was just normal to say. And then I listened to country music and I'm like, wait, I actually think this is great. You think that's a high school thing, Ryan? What, what you, that people hate on country music? What are you calling me? I don't like country music. You you don't know that you don't. <laughs> you just think you don't like country music. Here's what I'll say about especially like the Bachelor Bachelorette series. That's the only reality TV I've ever watched in my life. And before ever watching, I was like, yeah, it's trash. I don't know why I ever gave it a shot, but I do think it's like probably the best, most entertaining reality TV. I get the idea of like it's stupid. But you, you just can't say it's not entertaining. Because what were those shows when we were growing up? The ones where like everyone lived in a house. What's that? The, oh, the Real World. Yeah, great, I, great I, stuff. I watched episodes when I was with my friends. I thought those were straight up trash, and would never watch those again. I mean, those ones aren't nearly as good. That's right. For sure. Exactly. Exactly. But the thing is, uh, yeah, I, I did get tired of them quick, but they were entertaining for a little bit. Like Jersey Shore, that one actually sucks. Yeah, I wouldn't wouldn't watch it. Next one coming in from Vivid Swing says, "Zach, I'm sorry, but I have to do this." Throws a link in there, says nothing further. The link goes to an NFL.com scoring system where you can have touchdowns be worth four points. I'm in an NFL.com league, and touchdowns are worth six. Well, yeah, like you, you can always ch- touchdown is worth people. Brad, is uh, how much are touchdowns worth in our league? Six. Um, enough, enough said. Brad, Brad, burrito Brad, nacho Brad. You do it right, man. Listen, you do it right. No one ever argued that you couldn't make touchdowns worth six. We're just talking about the standard scoring. It's so stupid. That is that is so stupid. For Mark IT Snatch. Hey, guys, Ryan, I'm 100, 1,000% on the malt, vinegar, and fries train. It adds a sweet crispiness to them. However, I cost the fries. I think you meant to say cover the fries. Rather than dip, it says given the roster problems and your potential solutions, who do you keep on the practice squad? Ugh. I don't know if we need to go down that road. About practice squad? <laughs> yeah. We will definitely get to the practice. I think we're actually gonna. I think we're gonna nail the roster this year, Ryan. I think we're gonna nail it and the and the practice squad, and we'll we'll do that before John Elway does it. He also says, I'll, also I sincerely appreciate the way you guys read comments with proper cadence and enthusiasm. It shows how much you. <laughs> mm, I don't know what the typo is there. You like us subscribers. <laughs> yeah. Speaking of reading comments, you guys have had some some pretty funny spelling errors today, <laughs> which is, which has been entertaining. So thanks for that. Next one from UK Bronco seventy six. He says, "Hi guys, loving the pod from over the pond. Firstly, fish and chips need malt vinegar and mushy peas. <laughs> yeah, don't know what that is. Yummy. But... That's kind of what I think of uh, London food." <laughs> <laughs> if you are ever over here or on your world tour, cook up. Could hook you up. Could, could hook you up and take you to the best fish and chips you'll ever have. As for Broncos, who has been the most vi- invinci- invisible. invisible player at camp? My vote goes to Keyshawn Bieria. Not heard his name mentioned, even with all the injuries inside linebacker. He's been pretty invisible. Um, it's a good one. I thought I would see more from Devontae Bosby. Not a lot, but definitely not the most invisible. Um, Adam Gotsis? Yeah. 
He's had a few PBU or at the line bat downs. I heard an offensive player the other day say they hate when defensive players celebrate the knockdown passes because all it means is that you didn't win your matchup and got lucky at the end. <laughs> Which I thought was a funny take on things. Um, Tim Patrick got a little bit of love yesterday, but he's been pretty invisible in my eyes throughout camp. Yeah, so is Cortland Sutton. <laughs> he's only been visible just because he's <laughs> yeah. with the first team. Yep. Yeah. Um, yesterday, Vic oh, was at Thomas. Yeah. I'm seeing him walk in front of us right now. Yeah. Yeah. Yesterday, Vic was asked about Tim Patrick and, and was actually told Vic was told that Tim Patrick catches everything. And uh, Vic said he better a, a big guy that's slow better catch everything. Which is kind of weird because <laughs> Tim Patrick's actually faster than Cortland Sutton. Really? Yep. In terms of their 40 times. Yeah. Yeah. Wow. What's that mean about Cortland? I know. And he doesn't catch everything. From Albert BD5. As a fellow Madden addict, I had to restart my career four times before finally getting drafted by Denver. <laughs> I would never do that. <laughs> I, I just think it was destiny. I was supposed to be on the Bucks. <laughs> Anyways, he said, no worries, guys. I had my 7,700-yard, 7, 73-touchdown season, and the Lombardi is back in the Mile High City. I feel like you need to turn up the, uh, <laughs> the difficulty maybe a little bit. Hopefully this isn't what it takes to get the team back into the Super Bowl. I may be the only one here, but I'm really pleased with how the coaching staff has brought along Locke. I can see the point of, of him missing quality second-team reps, but after handing Paxson everything he ever earned, he never earned the last few seasons. It's nice to see Drew earning every promotion of the depth chart. Thanks for another great pot. What, did, what was Paxson Lynch given that he didn't earn? Second-team reps? Is that what we're saying here? First-team reps. Because he said Paxson Lynch was given everything he ever earned. Well, I guess like with never, the Broncos? I just feel like he actually never was given anything that he didn't earn, except for maybe like the opportunity to compete for the starting job. But even then, there was no one there that deserved it. Right. He was just he was handed that though. Whereas Drew Locke is is he has to earn everything. But if Joe Flacco was here, that never would have happened. You know what I'm saying? But that that's the thing is the organization built it so it would be like right, that. right. I just. I don't know. There's a lot of people who think Paxton was like never given a chance, and then other people who think Paxton was given too much. <laughs> right, right. I think the problem was just the Broncos weren't in a good position at quarterback, so they were going to try and force him into it and give him all the opportunities to take over it. But they also didn't give it like giving him something he didn't earn. In my opinion, would have been making him the starter. Right. Which a lot of people think they should have done. I don't. Yeah, they did it. They they gave it to him at the end. Well, oh, when they were out of it, yeah, yeah they had no no other options, right? And they just gave it to him. Yeah. Uh, next one coming in from No Fly Zone twenty six. He says, "Hi guys, first time commenter, but long time listener. Before I subscribed around the start of the off season, got him." I'm happy to hear that there are other listeners in Virginia Beach and in Virginia in general. I'm a college student that goes to Old Dominion University and just wanted to send my love and thanks to everyone at BSN that brings us great content that gets me through the days. We love having you on board here, No Fly Zone 26. Yeah, thanks, man. Love you. Uh, next one comes in from Cal Flacula. Says, I've done many unsavory things over the centuries, but your antics reminded me of a strange habit I developed in college the seventh time. I would take cereal, put it in a blender until oh, pulverized, then add milk and create a thick, sugary paste. Come on. I became obsessed with my breakfast this way, he says. I no longer eat cereal because, well, I'm an adult. 
but I do look back longingly at those times. What's the weirdest way in which you've ever eaten something? That. That would be the weirdest way that I've ever... So you you've drink done it? That? No, of course not. The question was, what's the weirdest way in which you've eaten something? So he's, he drinks it? No, he, it makes it into like oatmeal. Yeah, that's messed up. That's Don't pretty you weird. Think? I mean, talk about what a, a seven-second soak, t- and it's and it's done. What possessed you to do that? Yeah, that you didn't like like crunching, biting things. That's like the by far the best part is the crunch. What's the weirdest way you've eaten something? Well, Zach likes to take string cheese. <laughs> yeah, that would be. Lay it across a plate <laughs> one way, <laughs> then checker it across the other way in a weave format. Yep, yep. And then melt it in the microwave and eat it like a blanket. Yep, that's it. That's it. About 30 seconds. My microwave is broken now, so I've been deprived of that. So thanks for reminding me of what I can't have. But speaking of what possessed you to do this, <laughs> can you remember? No, no. Dates back all the way. I'm trying to think if there's any weird way I eat things. I think I'm a pretty standard guy in terms of my eating. Um, Let's change it to weirdest thing you eat. I don't know. Nothing. You're just a normal guy. I'm pretty normal when it comes to eating stuff. I mean, I'll eat anything. It is weird to think of, like, weird ways of eating something. Like you just I, you like, just put it in your mouth. I don't. This is like fresh on my mind just because I did it yesterday. I like to buy like jars of pickles, and then pour like tons of spicy stuff into it to make them into spicy pickles. And then let them sit. Yeah. So mm. like I put like a ton of red pepper flakes mm. into uh, the jar and some cayenne pepper and maybe mm. even a little hot sauce. That sounds amazing. But that's not like weird. I, uh, you know what? As we were talking about yesterday, you are my girlfriend pretty much. She would love that. She loves pickles, loves spicy. I should do that for her. You should make a little batch of spicy. You should home make them. <laughs> the pickles? Yeah. Get some cucumbers, some vinegar, some garlic, some peppers. Some vinegar, though. That's that's the issue. Oh, my God. <laughs> anyway, Blue Ragoo says, here's a great keto thing that Ryan might like. Take a heaping tablespoon of peanut butter, slightly heat it to soften it, add fruit, Greek yogurt, almond milk, cinnamon, protein powder, and whatever else sounds good and stir it all up. Delicious. Do you know what I'm going to say? Ew. Oh, no. Oh. I'm going to say that I can't have fruit or Greek yogurt <laughs> or almond milk <laughs> on keto. So may, just take uh, so peanut just butter and warm it up. Pe- uh, warm peanut butter with cinnamon and protein powder. <laughs> it sounds delicious. Uh, someone else said... Mr. Are Freeze says, are you a baby bird? <laughs> Is that making fun of like the light... <laughs> or the the oh the uh cereal i think oh yeah 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 yeah, yeah. <laughs> that is funny <laughs> from jewel flacco how has eliza holder progress since progressed since the start of camp the only updates that were trickled through were him getting yelled at for lack of effort on special teams drill and a decent and a recent interception yeah i was gonna say he did have that nice interception uh recently it's slow slow progression for him um he was the highest paid undrafted guy. Still has a shot of making the team, but he's really got to start proving it now. Dan Burke says, I heard a nice little anecdote about Elijah yesterday. Zach By, our guy, said he saw Holder sitting by himself after practice playing the ukulele. Turns out he was rehearsing for the rookie talent show. The fact that he's putting effort into that is pretty cool. Lots of guys would just wing it and not take it seriously, but I thought it was dope that he was committed to it and wanted to put on a show for the other 89 guys. Yeah. And Zach posted a little video of it. Yeah. It sounded nice. It was an emotional video as he, like, panned over the, yeah. the practice field. Some great videography <laughs> from our guy, Zach Bye. Um, 
I heard they're staggering the rookie shows this year, which is kind of interesting. So, like, they get a little something every day. Ah. Um, Noah Fant told me he – a lot of them did videos, which I think is kind of lame. Oh, they um, did something on a video and, and showed it? it? Yeah, yeah, that's like, You have to get up, you you have to get up in front of the squad. Anyways, Noah Fant told me he did a video, um, I think, like, impersonating Von Miller and Bradley Chubb. Wow. And he said he can do that because his locker is by them. And they all get along. <laughs> oh, wow. Um, and that's a talent? Drew. His impersonation. Uh, I didn't hear. He wouldn't tell me who they were impersonating. Oh, no, no, no. Drew Locke and Brett Rippon did one of those videos that's like um, stuff stuff nobody says. Okay. But it was like about players on the team. <laughs> he wouldn't give me any examples of that, but I'm assuming it was stuff like. Wow, Kevin Hogan's arm is so strong. <laughs> That's great. Can you imagine if they did that? <laughs> wow, Kevin Hogan's going to make the 53. Oh, my God. <laughs> That's ruthless. <laughs> Next one's from Lindsay MVP 2020 Said, after watching Wadman last weekend, the RK and Zach punter scouting tour of Australia just got real. <laughs> I just donated money to the BSN World Tour GoFundMe page to help the Broncos find a punter. Hey. Let's make this happen. Hey, and the link is still in there. Uh, it's on every podcast post yep. on the website to donate to the to the BSN World Tour. And hey. Hey, doubled since last time I looked. We are making progress. I, we are over 10% of the of over 1% of the way over there. Over 1%. We're rolling. We're we are, picking up steam. We are 1.3 of the w- percent of the way there. Am I right? Is that how that would work? <laughs> yep, or 1.03. Exactly. No, 1.3. Yeah, you got it right. 1.3% of the way there. You got it right. Next one coming in from Ooh Benny Lava. He says, "Sup boys, long time no comment. I just got done with summer class on Yellowstone ecology. Interesting. It was dope. I got school credits for basically camping and looking for animals." Bro. What? The best part was as we were stopping for gas in a random gas station in the park, there was miraculously a 15-pack of Breck Brews. It was a sampler pack, and I simply had to try it. It was a little concerned about how it would look returning to our car on an academic outing to my fellow classmates and professor carrying a 15-pack of beer, but I thought it was fate intervening, so I pulled the trigger anyway. Gotta say... Damn, Damn good, good beer. beer. My classmates enjoyed the beer as well, and it definitely helped break the ice. On to my question. That's sounds an like awesome a, story. Sounds like a damn good class. Yeah, it really does. It's always super hard for me to judge offensive line play. I guess if it's like the Green Bay tack or the Garrett Bowles tackling, people try. If I guess if it's like Garrett Bowles tackling people to the ground, it's pretty easy to tell that's a bad thing. What do you guys look for that's maybe a little more subtle when evaluating offensive line play? How would you rate what you've seen from Sam Jones and Dalton Reisner? One thing that's uh, really important to look for is not reaching. So you'll see guys, uh, if they can't get to their spot fast enough, they're going to have to reach to slow the guy down. That's how you get called for holding. Other guys will get to the spot and then let the, essentially let the guy come to them where they can engage them without having to reach out. Because as soon as you reach out, like a Von Miller is just going to smack your arms down and get right past you. So you kind of have to time when you engage them perfectly. Because if you get your arms too far out, you lose a lot of your strength. And like I said, Von Miller is going to chop your hands off, literally. Your hand will just be flopping around on the ground, and uh, you're going to be giving up a sack. That was gruesome. (laughs) It's pretty metal. I I really like what I've seen from Dalton Reisner. I feel even better about my prediction that at the end of the year he's absolutely the team's best offensive lineman 
That's impressive stuff. He says, also, there's a vampire in the comment section now? I love it. Shout out to the Count. <laughs> Better hope he's not. there's not a vampire slayer in the midst. Perhaps a Von Helsing. Wow, Impressive. Nice, nice pun. He gives himself a high five. Speaking okay, of, I'll admit there were a couple Breck brews left from the camping trip. Much love. Speaking of uh, puns, I made another one on TV last night. Oh, of course you did. You would never disappoint us. All right, a long one here from Dan Burke. Says it's Wednesday. It's not Wednesday. I wouldn't know. But we gonna get mad. I don't understand people who think we made a mistake not taking Bush at 10. Trading down to 20 allowed us to pick up another second round pick this year, which allowed us to take Locke and a third round pick next year, which will be a top 100 pick. Vic Fangio, who's probably the greatest linebacker of coach of all time, decided that he was happy with the linebackers on the roster and was okay with passing on Bush. If he's okay with it, so am I. And I agree with Zach, or was it Ryan? The defense is still going to be top five. That was me. Regardless we of Bush or not. That. Yeah. Sure. Plus, Todd Davis gets criminally underrated by this fan base. I don't care what anyone says. Todd is a good player, and it's not his fault he was put in difficult situations last year. You agree? People are going to moan regardless. If a report came out, the team was... Uh, Some teams, trolling's going on. Team's hooting and hollering over here about the, the guy operating the jugs machine, I believe. <laughs> Anyways, if people are going to moan regardless. If a report came out that the team was considering Fant in a trade down, then people would be saying how much a difference he would have made to our TE room, which would have been an absolute hot mess without him. Can you imagine going into the season with Hireman, Butt, and Fumagalli? Yeah, I kind of can, but... <laughs> Pretty much the last three years. If Locke becomes an even average starting NFL quarterback and the Broncos won the trade hands down, eh, I want to talk about that in a second. Plus, having Locke on the roster gives us something to look forward to. There's optimism about the team's future for the first time in years, and that wouldn't have been the case if they drafted Bush at 10. Thanks for coming to my TED Talk. Sorry for the long comment, but I was <laughs> in my feelings, clearly. I love your TED Talk, Dan Burke. And here, here's the thing, though. It would have been fine either way. Just, just the honest to goodness truth. If it was, if it was Devin Bush, and he balled out in the Broncos' first preseason game, and we had loved everything we saw in training camp, which, which I imagine we would. He's going to be an All-Pro player. He's going to be a Pro Bowl player, likely this year. Ryan, it, we're ecstatic about ev everyone's ecstatic about it. Now, on the flip side, yeah, the the Broncos filled a lot of holes and a lot of needs instead of just getting. Um, Instead of just getting an inside linebacker, is is Devin Bush better than Todd Davis? Yes. Is he better than Josie Jewell? Yes. Is he better than every other inside linebacker of the team? Yes. So that that's just the honest to goodness truth is it would have been fine either way, and it would have been viewed very highly either way. I agree. Um, but he said something there. He said if Locke becomes an average NFL starting quarterback, then the Broncos won the trade. And that leads me to a poll that I put out yesterday. Oh, I did not see this poll. Well, my tweet deck is frozen, so I can't get to the numbers right now, but I will. The poll was, would you rather have a terrible quarterback that you drafted? in the uh, Actually, I didn't say the first round. Would you rather draft a terrible quarterback who turns out to be a bust and you move on after two years, or would you rather draft an above-average quarterback who wants to be the highest-paid player in football? Well, I know who you're pointing to, so I'm not gonna pointing say, to anyone. I don't know. What so you're I'm going to say no. I don't want Dak Prescott on my team at forty this is million hypothetical. dollars. Well, what are we talking above average? Are we talking thirteenth, or are we talking five? I'm talking if average is fifteen, he's fourteen. Okay, no. 
I pay top ten quarterback the best, the 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 highest paid because then it's just gonna go around in a circle. But I'm not paying fourteen. So you would rather have the bust and move on and start fresh. So hard to say, but yeah. So obviously, because everyone knew exactly who I was referencing, there was right. probably a Broncos skew to this. It was obviously Paxton Lynch versus Dak Prescott. Right. Uh, fifty-nine and same draft class, by the way. Fifty-nine percent of people said a they would rather draft a quarterback who turns out to be an absolute bust and they move on after two years, than get a average quarterback who it wants to be paid forty million dollars. The Cowboys are in a terrible spot right now. They're locked up. They're 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 in win now mode. So. Not paying him would be counterintuitive because it's going to take you a while to get another guy. So um, what's his thing? He'll probably start holding out next year? Like yeah. They're just in negotiations now, but he'll play this year. Yep. If he comes out and fails, though. Our friend uh, Nick Kendall from Mile High Huddle actually made a really good point on this. He said he'd rather go the Dak Prescott route, let him walk, and then you're going to get the t- – because of the money he gets paid in free agency, you're going to get the number one overall compensatory pick. You certainly would. There's no question about that. Which, in the end, means they they actually improved value on there. Not only did they get a solid starter, but they took a fourth-round pick, I believe. Was he fourth? Yeah. Fourth-round pick, I believe, and turned him into a third-round pick. Yeah, not bad. And you don't have to pay him. And now you can go hopefully go out and find your next guy. I mean, you're in a bad position either way. It is not a good place to be. Um, would you rather be there or where the Broncos are right now? Well, it's tough. I mean, with the Cowboys, what were they, 10-6 and six last year? Right. They went to the playoffs. But five. If we if we take it, obviously the answer, if you're looking short-term, is you want to be the Cowboys right now. If yes. you're taking a long-term. Well, it, take, it the only Cowboys, just, take the Cowboys away from Dak, though, and have Dak be on an av- a, a team where he's not surrounded by talent. That's how you have to view it. The thing for me is, did you win a Super Bowl? If you didn't win a Super Bowl, nothing matters. <laughs> yep. A so you might as well just, almost didn't matter in your eyes. So you might as well just keep failing until you find the guy that wins you a Super Bowl. Right. Exactly. Exactly. All right. Well, of course, we always got to remind you guys, we did talk about doubling the record, which is a lofty goal, but I think we can do it because I know for a fact that there are at least a hundred of you out there mm. listening to this right now that have thought about subscribing, but you just, it's not that you put it off because we know you don't hate us. We know that you love us. You've just been thinking about it when you're on your drive to work and then you're like, Oh, I'll do that when I get home. But you just keep forgetting and you just keep forgetting and something comes up and you have to make dinner and you have to pick up the kids from soccer practice, not soccer practice, but tonight's the night. Tonight's the night that you don't forget. And you come in, and you use the promo code BroncosCamp, and you get $10 off a one-year subscription, and you get a free T-shirt of your choice. We just came out with the CU and CSU shirts. like They just came in. Oh, man, the CU one is nice. <laughs> it is nice. Uh, we also have a bunch uh, of Bronco shirts in stock, Rockies, whatever you're feeling, whatever is your favorite design, you're going to get that for free. You can get all of our stories in audio form, which is pretty darn cool. Uh, and a whole bunch of other awesome stuff. And, Ryan, use that code BroncosCamp tonight because then you'll be able to find out what happened in practice today because you know what? Broncos off day tomorrow, so we'll be back with you guys on Thursday. You guys don't want to wait that long to find out what's going on. That is true. Ooh, that's real true. Tonight's the night you don't forget. Mm, I like that saying. Tonight's the night you don't forget. All right. We have one more thing to tell you about before we move on, and that is Weinster. 
Uh, we had our buddy Eugene yesterday chime in and say he's taken full advantage of Weinser. He impressed a hot date. That's the kind of stuff that happens for you when you get Weinster. You start uh, you start becoming a little more mature. You start becoming a little more refined as an adult. And that's when you start attracting the ladies. Hey. Or the men. Hey. Or whatever floats your boat. Uh, so check out Weinster and use the code BSN25 to get $25 off your ship, first shipment of wine and start being a real grown-up. That's Weinster, W-I-N-E-S-T-Y-R. Next one coming in from Timmy from Sweden. He says, hey, guys, great pod as always. Long time no see. Still listening to the pod every day, but I've been up to much in life and stuff like that, so therefore no comments, but better now than never again. Ha ha. First, a question. Sad to hear about the injury of Janovich. How much do you guys think it will affect the running game? Also, do you think they will keep Aston or look in free agency? The second thing, now that Ryan has an Xbox and Madden, we will start an online franchise. Much like the Fantasy League, we need a BSN Madden League. Also, Zach, get on the Madden train as well, for goodness sake. If you're interested, email me, Timmy, or Tim, Tim and... Timanity. Timanity at gmail.com. T-I-M-A-N-I-T-Y at gmail.com. Thanks, as always, Timmy from Sweden. So, Ryan, how much does Janovich hurt the running game? Well, it's going to hurt for a couple weeks. Yeah. The biggest run they've had of the preseason was because of Andy Janovich. Exactly. Um, so, we'll see on that. And I'm trying to watch practice here as they've begun scout team... Uh, offense as we're going through here because you guys have so many darn comments. I'm going to stand behind you, Ryan. This is going to be weird. This is very weird. You are breathing <laughs> down my neck as we speak. Uh, from T-Dubs, he says, Hey, Zach and Arke, who has a strike oh. from Flacco to Emmanuel Sanders for Joe a touchdown. Emmanuel. Easy. He says, Hey, Zach and Arke, I got my Mile High Salute shirt in the mail today, and you guys were not kidding about how soft these shirts are. It was nice to hear a couple other subscribers shout out that they're from Utah. Sounds like we need to have a Salt Lake meetup for us fellow BSN fans. Salt Lake's actually a pretty cool city. He said, I assumed with Utah being so close to Colorado that we would for sure have some Breck brews here, but I couldn't find them anywhere. And according to the beer locator, I'd have to go to Wyoming to get them. That's probably because of, like, weird Utah stuff. <laughs> if anyone has found them in Utah, let me know. I've never craved a beer that I've never tasted as bad as this. Keep up with the great content. Go Broncos and go BSN. Hashtag damn good sports coverage. Hashtag I hope you get your damn good beer, T-Dubs. All right, next one's from Coach Tobin. Zach, you got a play-by-play -play -play on what just happened? Uh, no, I didn't. I was okay. looking at the comments. What happened? I don't know. A good defensive play. Joe Deneen and Shamarco Thomas doing a little uh, punching each other's stomach. All right. He says, from Coach Tom, he says, y'all keep me up to date with everything while I'm driving around here in West Texas. Much appreciated. Broncos fan from day one. A couple things for me. I won't post too often once the season starts, so don't worry. I just want to feel like I'm part of the fam. Right, Flacco Joe lines Flacco up under center. center. No phantom motion. Nope, hard count. Handoff. Devontae Booker. Oh, shakes him. Oh, my gosh. He's off to the races. Now about, <laughs> a, about a four-yard run there. Uh, the scout team defense, folks, is not giving their best effort. <laughs> Anyways, he says, one, will we find a legit returner once the final cuts are made? Zach, what's the answer? Uh, no. No. <laughs> Two, Pico is amazing, but you need to find it. You need to use it in certain situations, and it needs jalapenos. Quote, the tomatoes explode in your mouth, said Zach. <laughs> I'm going to come up with ten quotes each week from you guys, so be ready. Oh, that'll be great. Three for Mr. B. Four, I love the shirts, but I'm waiting for the new ones to come out to choose. Do you know when the new Broncos shirts will make their debut? Mm. Uh, before the season starts. Yeah. 
<laughs> Five. How in the bleep is Booker still on the roster? Got to be a better choice, even if we are banged up again. Booker what? with back-to-back -back carries, and then Royce just spelled him for a carry. Uh, I get that uh, Devontae Booker is not exciting, but there's a lot of hate for him there's a lot of hate for him and he, he's a guy that had over five yards per carry last year I know he was Mr. 3.8 coming into last year and I know he wasn't the guy last year but he had his best year of his career last year he's just okay and and, and you can't have a whole player you can't have a whole roster of guys who are just okay Ryan is okay good for your third running back I mean you can't what I'm saying is you can't have a, a roster full of guys who are great you can't you have ha Philip Lindsay one two three right, four, you five, have to six. have guys who are just okay so you're okay with with Booker as your third if that's what it is right yep yep Deshaun Hamilton playing the middle of the field. Nice little stick route there from Hamilton. Uh, Four. Oh, no, he says that. Five. How in the Already did that oh, one, oh. too. Six. <laughs> ben McAdoo was the former Giants coach who sucked. Ah, and he said, yes. yes, he sucks for sure. Seven for John. Cheers, fellas. Mr. Freeze says, Booker is a good receiving back. He just can't carry the ball more than half a yard before falling down untouched. Surprised no one said uh, running into his own offensive line. Yeah, that's another thing he does. All right, here's a fantasy league update from Nacho Brad. He says, one, the free league is full. 48 teams, four divisions, each with its own player pool. Last year's winner was I'm Not Mark Wahlberg, who incidentally wasn't even a Broncos fan. He was just a last-minute fill-in. Ridiculous. Two, there is two pay leagues, both full. 32 teams total across both leagues. Hey. Three, saved for Mr. B. Four. As the resident expert on burritos, meetup coordination, and fantasy football, passing touchdowns are six yes, points. Yes, my guy. Burrito Brad. I'm, I'm undefeated on, in Brad's eyes. You don't even know his name. Five. <laughs> I have some really good ideas for next year's fantasy leagues, but it'll have to wait until February to start that conversation. I'm already getting entries for the waiting list. Nice. He finishes by saying, see you all next week. I can't believe it's that, that soon. That is wild. Looking forward to Sam's 3, Breckenridge, and, of course, Blake Street. And if anyone beats me in miles, beers are on me. He's coming 850 miles Ooh, for the fantasy okay. draft. Okay, let us know if you can beat that. Let us know. Okay, uh, wait, really quick. If you want to do the BSN Open, which has been floated around here but never really officially become a thing, email Brad <laughs> because I know that he'll keep things coordinated. BSN Fighting Burritos at gmail.com. If you want to play golf on Saturday, was that Saturday? The game, the day yep. of the game? If you want to play golf on Saturday morning with the BSN crew, email him. You have to. If you're not listening right now, it might not happen at all. So if you want to play golf on Saturday morning before the fantasy draft, reach out to BSN Fighting Burritos at gmail.com and I will make sure it happens. BC Bronco chimes in and says, I missed out this year. We'll be sure to sign up next year. Freeloading too long. There is a cost to putting off subscribing. If you get any drops, Brad, let me know as always. I'm willing to jump in. All right. Mr. Freeze has a theory about why Drew Locke kept looking over here yesterday. Ooh. He says, maybe Drew is fascinated with Zach's laugh and kept looking over to get a glimpse of where that heavenly noise was coming hey. from. Five stars all day. Mr. Freeze, my guy. Speaking of, throw us a five-star rating on iTunes if you think we deserve it. And also leave a comment about why you like us if you like us. And maybe you'll get that little medallion Mr. Freeze has. Yeah, I guess that's for the most popular comment of the oh, day. Oh, And nice. I just hit him with another upvote. Oh, he's got six now, seven. All right, from Cali Man Bronco. What up, guys? Zach, your laugh is too dope. Oh, my guy. As our friend Tay Tay would say, don't know who that is, haters, oh, oh, Tay Swift. Haters going to hate, hate, hate. <laughs> Anyway, quick question. I feel like the past few coaches we had to suffer through were hired because Big John loves having control of the team and enjoys being the puppet master. Big John, huh? With the godfather in control, does Elway back off and let Fangio do his thing? I think he totally has. 
Yeah, speaking of Big John's. You're just going to leave it right there? I I have no idea where you are in these comments. I totally lost it. Well, I'll just take us home. Thanks again for all the amazing Broncos coverage. Love the pod and love the Broncos, he says. But, yeah, I'm just going to leave my Big John hanging there, Ryan. Oh, man, this is (laughs) – what is wrong with you? All right, from Joseph the Manning. This is a long one, and I'm, I'm not happy about it because it is one giant chunk of text. It says, hey, guys, finally getting around to commenting. Thanks again to Ryan for setting up the hangout in Canton. That was a great time. It was actually great meeting you. Uh, we had a great time. My initial of court impression of Cortland was very positive, and he was drafted and remained pretty much positive for all of last season. Someone needs to shell these altitude guys to shut up. <laughs> We need to be louder. We need to be more obnoxious. Hey, Nikki, can you tell them to shut up? (laughs) Nikki didn't do it. But they did shut up. That's great. (laughs) Anyways, he says the first thing was his comment that he feels like he is and can be the number one receiver. Mm. One probably needs to have a little delusional confidence to to make it at the highest level. But that comment seems to be pushing it a bit. Then, in his press conference early in camp, I thought he got a little too defensive of the drops. He seemed to be generally bothered by the implied criticism. Again, small but still slightly concerning. Then the fight with E definitely brought me to full-on concern. He seems to be a guy who thinks he's made it before he has. And the drama with E should probably still be in the respect... He, and the drama with E, when he should probably still be in respect the veteran mode, is a combo that has me concerned. How do you guys feel about his attitude and how it may affect his growth into what he's meant to be? A true number one wide receiver. I'm not going to disagree with, with, with what you said there. Um, you can you can be a bag, Ryan, and huh. be a great receiver. In oh, this Emmanuel league. Sanders. <laughs> right. Your words, not mine. But yeah, it, exactly. Uh, but sometimes that stuff can get in the way. If you think you're you're the guy, maybe a Demarcus Walker type of mentality, and you just stop there, then that'll definitely kill. I said this when I was on with our friends uh, Stokely and Zach yesterday. Complacency is the most dangerous thing in all of sports. Uh, the second you think you've made it as a player, the second a team thinks they've made it, the second anyone gets complacent and, and, and feels like they're good is when bad things start to happen. And I think, unfortunately, that, that path started during last training camp. And... I don't when he kn- was balling out. And I don't know if there was ever a humbling process right. there. And the NFL should be a very humbling place. It should be. It should be. Ryan, our uh, our tent is being ran into. I don't know what's going on. Let's just hope it stays up by the time we can get out of here. I'll finish here because it's the last comment. Oh. He says, what do you think the percent changes that were – percent chance is that we're talking about Cortland as our number one receiver in two two to three years or do you think there's a good chance he falls to a number two and someone like Winfrey emerges as our number one the plan is that he's the one and he should be the one I'm, I'm gonna say he really should be the one overall do you think there's a high chance that Sutton and Hamilton are our one and two as they, as they were supposed to be when they were drafted uh for the 2020 and 21 21 seasons that's a good question do you think both of them pan out I like Deshaun's approach to the game, his attitude, uh, and and I like what I've seen from his play. He has had a few drops here in the past week, but who hasn't? I think the Broncos draft a wide receiver in the first round this year, if that answers your question. Ooh, okay, so not a Deshaun guy, huh? Um, 
going on here, he finishes and says, I know that was a lot of questions, but I figured they could all be answered with one answer as there are really several sides of the same question. Thanks for the great content. Well, well thanks. we gave you answers to all of them. Thanks so for chiming in. Thanks for subscribing, Joseph the Manning. Today, a record for comments that weren't after a game. Yep. <laughs> it's scary what's coming. It's awesome, though. And we are now 45 minutes into practice, and we're still on the podcast. <laughs> so, with that in mind, and about 90 minutes of podcasting in the books, we're going to wrap it up today. We love you guys. Thanks for subscribing using the code Broncos Camp. Remember, tonight's the night you don't forget. Hit it, hit it, hit it. Broncos Camp, Broncos Camp, Broncos Camp. <laughs> tonight's the night you don't forget. That's the name of our new album. Check that out <laughs> in stores and rate us five stars on iTunes. We love you guys. We'll talk to you soon. Tax debt is impeding the growth of millions of small businesses in the U.S. That's why Symbio Tax and Administration's goal is to enable small businesses and individuals to make informed and calculated decisions when it comes to their taxes. Symbio Tax provides small business owners with expert services in resolving tax liabilities and providing financial clarity. I would recommend George to anybody who has to deal with the IRS. His strengths and depth of knowledge make him really valuable. You know, over the course of years as a real estate broker, I've had the opportunity to talk with many different tax people. But the one thing I have found with George is he was very easy to work with. He was very articulate. SymbioTax is experienced in preparing returns for all income levels, as well as securing penalty abatements and settlements for qualified individuals that sometimes save the taxpayer thousands. George was able to save us about $7,000, and of course, you know, being an independent real estate broker, $7,000 is a substantial amount of money, and it was really nice to get that dealt with. They offer free consultations, so be sure to check out SymbioTax.com for more information. That's S-Y-M-B-I-O. O-T-A-X dot com.